Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the Bob Squad Pod. This is episode 36. It's really happening, and I swear to God, the last 10 intros that I've done have all sounded the same. It's me apologizing because we've been gone for a really long freaking time. Uh, I really hope that's not a recurring theme that's just going to keep happening, but we're back. We had a lot of technical difficulties, and also, also... Aaron and Manny were like, hey, if the Rams don't start 2-0, I'm not doing your stupid podcast. But thank God they did start 2-0, and so Manny and Aaron are both here with me. So say hi, guys. I do not remember that conversation, but hello. Yep. <laughs> I said it. I was like, absolutely not going to support the Rams if they go, if they do not go 2-0 to start yeah. this season. Yeah, Aaron was like, Manny told me to tell you, um, but thankfully... Here we are. The Rams are 2-0. Pretty sweet place to start back up with our regular episodes. The Rams are 2-0 and, and, and looking pretty damn good. Um, we'll go ahead and just do a little bit of what we tried to do last year. Essentially, what we'll do is we'll do a review of the game, and then we'll do a preview of the next game. Uh, and then, of course, if there's any like huge storylines we want to talk on or whatever, We'll get back into that. So also, before I get started, because I don't want to forget, I did notice when I looked at our podcast page on Apple Podcasts, we actually had eight reviews that people submitted for our show. I don't know if those are bots. I don't know if those are eight real people. I don't know if it's like all of Aaron's ex-girlfriends leaving us five-star reviews or whatever. Oh, I so don't they, know. Well, they weren't hate re- They weren't hate comments then. All yeah, right, cool. No, no, I didn't see any of those. But we do have eight reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you guys are still here and you're still listening, thank you. You guys are freaking awesome. Um, but we did have eight reviews, and there was all five stars. So just want to say I it just, it's not going unnoticed. I saw it filled my heart with glee. That's awesome. Hopefully whoever's listening to this enjoys it as much as we enjoy just you know shooting the shit, talking some football. So just wanted to say that before I forget because I, I could forget. My goodness, uh, we are actually doing something right. God bless those. Uh, God bless those eight individuals that have to put yeah. up with our shit for the yeah, last thirty-five episodes. <laughs> yeah, I, I really hope that people eventually come back. If you were listening at some point, because I mean that's why we do it. So other Rams fans have something to listen to. There's obviously other Rams podcasts out there you could listen to, but I'd like to think that ours is pretty good. Um, the Rams did win over the Colts. They won twenty-seven to twenty-four. And my big takeaway, and I'll ask you guys this too, but my big takeaway was, man, I love our offense, but I'm really worried about our defense. Do you guys, I mean, we can get into the, you know, details of the game itself, but just kind of big picture right now with where the team is at. And and do you guys kind of align with where I'm at? Are you guys kind of like worried about the defense or do you think it's like something that'll just kind of fix itself with time? Where are you guys at with the team? 
Aaron, you can go first since one of your girlfriends might actually submit something soon. So, <laughs> yeah, be- before she stops listening. Correct. All right. All right. Correct. Ninth review. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you, Nick. Uh, I mean, looking at the offense, first thing is uh, Matthew Stafford is stepping up. And I was a little bit uh, not filling him. Yeah, you were not uh, on board. You were not on board with that. I'm hoping he can stay healthy. Fingers crossed. Because uh, him and my boy Cooper Cup, God, fantasy has been great. Dude, I knew you were going to fucking bring that up. So for those of you (laughs) guys that don't know. damn players on the team, you guys really got to start with Cooper Cup. Listen, I lost by two points because of that guy. Stop yeah, this. well, the reason Aaron brought it up, he's a little jackass. The reason he brought it up is because he's in our our fantasy league. We're in a fantasy league together, and I played Aaron this past week. And, of course, he has Cooper Cup. And, of course, Cooper Cup had, like, 39 points or whatever he had. He's like, so the damn Aaron's book defense had me. no idea how to cover him after the first big play. I'm like, what the hell is this? It was, yeah, uh, our it was offense pretty... looks Nasty it's a pretty right close uh, matchup there with fantasy too this week, Nick. I mean, it was at like one fifty to eighty. I don't Listen, guys, I am zero and two. Can we switch the conversation? <laughs> I'm zero and two as well. And I feel Aaron... like Nick. I have scored a total of almost four hundred points. I just keep having to have bad matchups, like with with people that are blowing up. While you know, my guys can't seem to reach over thirty unless it's one player. I could have started two full rosters, and I still probably would have lost. To By the way, Rob left me picking up Kyle Murray. Kyle Murray has actually helped me <laughs> at least oh, keep up guy, with him. I hope so. That guy is killing it. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. So yeah, I hope I hope Stafford stays healthy because Cup. Uh, but I'm one thing I'm not surprised is uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. is hurt again. Uh, yeah. And so with him, his Rams career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, between him and Cam, so we gotta rely potentially here on Sony, Sony mm-hmm. Michelle to uh, get this offense rolling on the on the ground a little bit, which he's been a little stagnant as well. So, um, yeah, the running game. I'm curious to see how that's going to progress. They're talking about Daryl Henderson Jr. coming back this week, but it's um, questionable. So yeah, the offense has been great. Van Jefferson stepping up. Robert Woods consistent cooper cup's been phenomenal and stafford's been doing good but yeah the defense you know i thought the defense was gonna have a little bit better of a week uh, against the colts and they did not uh so i do have uh some concerns with that side of the ball which i didn't have to worry about so much last year thankfully they're still getting the w's um i know we're going to get into the special teams eventually because that was a big costly error uh, in Sunday's game as well, uh, and yeah. Anyways, I forgot where I was at. We got we got to talking well, about Manny, fantasy football. Go I got excited. So go here. ahead, Manny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, listen, I've loved Stafford since the moment this trade happened. Um, Nick can vouch for me. I mean, I mean, we did a really quick pod once the trade happened. But listen, to me, the offense will be perfectly fine. But it's kind of a bad news, guys. When your top tacklers, right? are two safeties and two cornerbacks. What is that telling me? It means that players with the football on offense, when they're on the field against this defense, they're getting behind everybody, okay? Taylor Rapp is leading the team in tackles. Behind there is Jordan Fuller. And then the only other guy that's not a player in the secondary in tackles is Kenny Young. That's not good. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it's quite clear that this defense, you know, either one or two things is going to happen, guys. Either they get a three and out, or whatever drive it is, the offense is going to drive on them, right? And at some point, you need to start creating those three and outs on a more consistent basis. Um, this division, all of a sudden, with Arizona now winning games the way that they are, they're you know, now their offense is clicking all over the place. I mean, this division just got a little bit more competitive. Um, again, and it was already like the it best was already competitive. But I think Nick, me and you, and I think even Aaron, to some point, we agreed that Seattle was kind of like the question mark, right? Like we know that they have Russell, but you saw them this past weekend had like a ten plus point lead and couldn't even keep that at home. Because their offense is just, you know, it's been all Tyler Lockett, and that's it. Uh, no yeah. running game, no consistent offensive possessions. Hey, while we're on that mm-hmm. topic, it is amazing when the Rams are the early game and they get a win, and then Seattle is like the afternoon or the evening game, and then they lose. That is oh, like, <laughs> yeah. that is an amazing Sunday. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead, continue. Yeah, no, no, but again, to me, the moment at Matthew Stafford – his first game against the Bears, what he was 21 of 26. First, what? First deep ball score, you know what I'm saying? And, it, and out of out of everybody, it was Van Jefferson. And I'm thinking, wow, like maybe this guy is going to be a key role. Um, obviously, we didn't see much from him against the Colts, but it was not needed. Running backs, though, listen, this team, we already knew they were going to go through running backs like basically, you know, like nothing. Um Listen, if there's any running back out there that can carry a load, it, it is Sonny Michelle um, from Georgia, from the Miami area. But unfortunately, I feel like his body is, is getting a little bit, not old, but it's taking a toll out of all those carries that he had at Georgia, especially when Bill Belichick used the crap out of him um, when he was a rookie up there. But again, when you look at the defense, man, it's not a good sign when you're top four or five tacklers on your on your team is basically guys in the secondary, which that means that the guys on offense, they're just getting behind everybody else, man. And that's just that's just a recipe for disaster, especially with this team coming into the Rams' house this Sunday. You know, Tom Brady throwing five touchdown passes, you know, with that offense. I, I understand that we went down there and, and we beat them. But in all honesty, we kind of almost gave that game away because of, you know, nonsense. But, yeah. but still, like, it's kind of concerning. We'll get to the the Bucks game because obviously we're going to have some thoughts on that. But for now, as far as like the Colts game and as far as where we're at now, I'm not going to get too overboard with being worried about the defense because obviously we have some stellar players. And uh, Raheem Morris, uh, essentially, I know Aaron will get this analogy because he's a Raiders fan, but um, when when John Gruden left Tampa Bay and then played them like the next year in the Super Bowl that was not I can't remember Aaron do you remember what the name of that it was Bill Callahan right who took over yes yeah. uh, so, coach. right yeah. Yeah. so when Bill Callahan inherited those Buccaneers and took them to the Super Bowl that next year that cool. wasn't like no one was sitting back going oh Bill Callahan built up this Buccaneers team how great you know that he inherited a great roster and just happened to you know, not get in the way and led them to the Super Bowl. I think and I'm what getting, I'm trying to say I think is I'm getting things, uh, you're getting things a little mixed up. So 
Gruden went to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Right, right, right. I messed and, that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Callahan was for the. Yeah, that's right. Callahan so yeah. So flip that. Flip that. But my point. My point being, the whole reason I even brought that up is because Raheem Morris inherited a great defense. He inherited Jalen Ramsey. He inherited Aaron Donald. All the pieces are kind of already there. We had the best defense in the league last year, so it's going to be pretty hard for him to mess that up. So I feel like. He inherited a good situation. I'm sure we'll be fine, and I'm sure they're still um, they're still learning to do. Obviously, we're only in week two, so there's still going to be some learning to go. I don't like the when defense. you say that, though. Well, that still I mean, learning to do. Like I understand that you don't have the same guy calling the plays, but man, it's basically the same defense. Well, the Buccaneers didn't really start clicking last year until I think it was like week 13. They have Tom Brady. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying it takes time. You're not going to be wired like the Steelers last year started off 11 and 0 and then they made the playoffs and immediately got bounced. So if yeah, it takes you, getting some losses or at, if it takes struggling, that, I'm OK with it. You look at that Tampa Bay team, though. I mean, I don't think even though they have Tom Brady, I don't think they were going to win a Super Bowl without that defense performing the way that they did because yeah. they were playing out of their minds in the playoffs. So we need the Rams to really step it up on defense. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying I'm not offense. worried. I yeah. It's still really early. If they're just going to bend and not break, at least they're not breaking. We haven't lost. Listen, so. I need to see this team face the San Francisco 49ers. Well, that's going to be a run defense thing. And at this rate, they're not going to have any running backs. They're going to have to call like – Harrison uh, well, Hurst out of retirement. Not gonna have running backs. <laughs> Terrell Davis. They better make some phone calls because they're going to run out of running backs pretty Garrison soon. Harrison Hurst. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried about their pass game. Like, granted, they've done it before and they've beat us with Debo and some passes, but that whole offense is predicated on their running game and mm-hmm. play action and boots and all that. So if they can't run the ball and if we could just stop them there, then I think that's an easy win. Granted, I get it. That last beat year. Us the, I know we didn't <laughs> we didn't stop their run. That's what I'm yeah, saying, though. If yeah. they don't have any running backs this time and we can actually stop their running game, I think we'll be OK. But uh, obviously the, the defense is kind of bend not break right now, but I think we're going to be OK. Leonard Floyd looked really good on Sunday. I swear to God, Carson Wentz probably escaped out of like 10 sacks. It cost him both of his ankles and uh, he might not be playing this coming week. Uh, but, you know, Manny will tell you because he watched him in Philadelphia. Carson Wentz is just the kind of quarterback that's not going to – he doesn't want to give up on plays, even when it's the smart play, even when he should probably just throw it out of bounds or slide and, and cover up. He won't do it. He's, he's going to take the hit, and he's going to try and wiggle out. Even if there's like three 400-pound dudes hanging off him, he's going to try and spin out of it and juke. To, you know, he just tries to pull stuff out of his ass – and it gets him hurt. And for those of you guys that don't remember, uh, when Carson Wentz tore his ACL, he was playing the Rams. So I don't know. Something about him playing L.A. Probably he should just, I don't know, call in sick next time. I don't know. <laughs> but he he just tried to make so many plays happen, and it just kept costing him and costing him um, as far as health goes. He did make some amazing throws with um, Leonard Floyd hanging off of him. Donald was in the backfield, um, just couldn't really seal the deal on some of them. But I overall, I think we're going to be okay defensively going forward. Our offense, I love it. I think it's amazing. Um, I'm actually surprised Sean McVay committed 
to our run game. We're actually consistently running the ball. No one's going to uh, confuse us with a run first team. We're not mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're actually running the ball with some consistency and we're not doing BS screen plays all the time, which that was more of a, uh, that was a Jared Goff thing, but exactly that we're, we're, <laughs> our offense looks really good. And if our defense does struggle for a little bit and we have to get into some shootouts, at least I'm confident that we can go toe for toe with most offenses. And I think we can hang tough there. So there is that um, Aaron touched on the special teams play. And Aaron, I know you've played football in the past. I don't know if you ever did anything with like, you know, punting, special teams, punt protection, anything like that. But when you saw that play, like, do, do you think that that was just uh, schematically like they have them lined up in a bad spot? Do you think he just kind of had a brain fart and didn't realize where he was? Like, what happened there? Oh, my gosh. I was so confused when I saw that when I saw that play happen. I saw that ball launch off to the side. I thought to myself, did they really just try to do a fake and he fumbled it? And then you watch the replay and no, it, the snap, it just smacked him right in the hand. Uh, I've never seen that before. And he clearly did not move his body far enough over to the left to give the uh, long snapper there efficient space to get that ball through. Um, I just think it was a brain fart, if that's the word you want to use. I just think the guy shifted over and didn't consider the fact that he didn't shift over far enough. But when you watch the the long snapper snaps the ball and you it hits that guy in the arm, you don't even see him like turn to go for the ball. Like he just goes to runs out to start blocking like a normal play. So I was also confused as in did he not even feel the ball hit his arm and think, oh shit, I should probably turn and try to jump on that thing really quick. Right. Um, yeah, it was just a mess of a play. It was kind of an embarrassing play, uh, for their special teams. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they work on that this coming week because we don't want to see a repeat of that. Manny, I know you're uh, real big into college football as well. Uh, is that like a thing that you've seen in college? Cause I know in college you kind of see those like mental errors and stuff like that Mm -hmm. more often, but I can't even think of in the college games that I've watched, it, you know, casually. Have you seen a play like that where a guy's arm just gets in the way on a snap? Well, Nick, I have never seen a play like that happen in the college game, especially where the ball was at, right? Because you're so far backed up. I mean, it's not about getting and trying to fake anybody out. It's about just getting the, you know, just making sure the, the punter gets the ball and is able to just get as much leg into it. Um, who was the player that the ball hit again? Uh, his last name is Scott. Okay, I don't so, remember. I want to say right, his Scott, first name so. might be Nick, but I'm pretty sure his last name's Scott. All right, Scott. So sounds like a ooh. Nick thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um. All right. Well, to my analysis, is I feel like they either got the audible wrong, or when he saw the Colts front line shift. He said, oh, maybe I have to switch to the other side to man up with their man because I believe they had about five people to that side of the ball, and he moved over to make sure that um, they had the same amount of personnel there to make sure that they blocked everybody up front. Um, but, man, in the NFL, at you know, especially in crucial times in a game, I'm just thankful that this did not cost the team, man. 
because yeah. it's things like this that can literally turn your road game upside down and it's another you know added bonus in the loss column right so yeah you know i think they need to get this fixed right away it shouldn't be any issues it's just it's basically the one time you see it on tape but this is something that teams are going to look at right and they're going to now know that well the only the only blunder of the week was the rams punting unit let's make sure we try to do something crazy so of course they're going to have to do that but it just seems like you know especially in the college game to answer your question more thoroughly when the ball is so backed up into your own end you know listen we saw michigan do something stupid against michigan state a couple of years back they try to be very you know quick with the snap and the ball was basically not caught right by the punter and it was blocked and then state returned it for the touchdown for the win you're right in the nfl man like this can really cost you your job <laughs> so it's not about getting cuter or anything it's about just making sure that the audibles are are actually you know coached correctly and that you go through it well because you don't want to you know lose the game because of, of a blunder like this you know like my thing has always been when you're backed up it's not about you know oh let's be fancy let's show pre-snap one direction and then it's all combined together to make like a wall no 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 it's about just making sure that the punter gets the ball and then he's able to kick it as much as he can that's it yeah it, so confirmed it was nick scott so again oh nick scott i'm very you're doing extra reps in practice this week my friend yeah very nick <laughs> thing to do also can't trust a guy with two first names so there is that as well um but yeah when aaron, they, aaron aaron um aaron stevens right aaron, i don't trust aaron i just i, I mean I, aaron knows that okay it's not steven so it's like about a, that, about that. i mean but yeah I, I wouldn't trust me either I don't yeah see yeah. see uh i would have just called timeout man like like what the hell am i what am i actually supposed to do here let me just call timeout and make sure that i'm lined up correctly after it hit your arm you're like whoa hold up timeout timeout we don't want to play this yeah so again with with aaron too as well right the ball hits him in the arm and he's just acting like yeah i am supposed to feel that (laughs) i'm not supposed to go after the ball and in my eyes i'm thinking you're having a cam a cam newton moment where, where, where the ball's in front of you, and you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to jump on it. I'm just going to keep blocking. Like, what are you doing? It happened literally in the worst part of the field because, obviously, they landed on it for a touchdown. So, literally, the one spot of the field where you couldn't have that mistake, it happened. And they took the lead on that play, and it was in the fourth quarter. So, obviously, when I saw that happen, in my head, I'm like, we're losing this game. Are you fucking kidding me? We're going to lose this game because of that. Like that's such a one in like 1 million play. Like that just doesn't happen. Kind of like it. I don't know. Maybe this is going to be the theme this year because I feel like every week so far, granted it's only two weeks, but every week so far, there's been like one really bizarre play that you just don't really see that often. And for week one, the one that stands out in my mind, I'm sure there's probably another one that I'm not thinking, but the one that stands out in my mind week one was the Browns Chiefs game and the Browns punter got a perfectly clean snap and for whatever reason, just totally dropped the ball, which think about how many times people punt in a game and how many punts happen per season. How many times do you see a punter just totally drop the ball like that? That's just something that never really happens, but Mm -hmm. it happened there. And then this week we see somehow some guy's elbow is behind the long snapper and he gets hit with the ball. Like, I don't know. That might be a thing this year. We have to keep an eye on just like weird, bizarre plays that don't really happen that often. 
And it's happened uh, both times when the team is on the road, man, in crucial situations in a game. Yeah. And special teams. Special teams. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I am not going to be concerned about that happening again going forward. Like, I think that's a one in a million thing, and I'm sure they'll get that ironed out. And I'm sure uh, Scott is probably, like Manny said, he's probably gotten a lot of crap this week. And uh, I'm sure for the rest of his career, he's going to make sure that that does not happen again. Um, the defense uh, just kind of hitting on that before we move on. The defense was kind of bend but don't break, but I think the reason also that it was getting a little sketchy out there was because Kenny Young got ejected in the second half for just making contact play, with an bro. official. I am, I'm sorry, stupid. Absolutely it was. Stupid. It was stupid, but I I will say in his defense, if you've seen the play, it's one of those plays where he's kind of standing on top of the guy, and it looks like he was kind of trash-talking him. I'm not exactly sure what was being said, but it looked like there was a little bit of jaw-jacking going on, and then the ref came in at like a really bad time to try and break it up. And the timing of it happened to where I think Kenny thought that it was like a Colts player that was right up on him. So he w- he didn't really have the awareness to be like, oh, it's an official. Okay, I'm backing off. He, his first reaction was, get the hell off me. Who are you? Like, he kind of just, like, freaked out. He kind of just had one of those moments where he was like, ah, freaked out. So I don't know. I I, I will say it was pretty pretty stupid, right? You probably shouldn't have been on top of the guy and, and, and talking trash right there. You probably should have just moved on. But that made things worse because as you've – probably already heard if you've listened to this podcast more than once i hate our linebackers i've hated them since the start we've never had a good one except for Corey littleton and we just decided to let him go we've Um, hated him since last year's draft nick (laughs) yeah and they've done literally nothing in the draft no free agents no trades they've literally done nothing to address the linebacker situation uh the only real thing that you know makes it easier for me to stomach is the fact that we did have the best defense in the league last year. So I'm like, okay, if you guys can do that, all right, I'll kind of let Different it slide. Coach. But when you start getting like this, I'm kind of worried. So we lost Kenny Young because he got ejected. And then also we lost uh, one of our other running backs, uh, outside running or outside linebacker, sorry, uh, Justin Lawler, who broke his hand. But the word on him is he had hand surgery yesterday and – he could potentially play this week with a cast on, just kind of depending on pain and stuff. So if we start losing guys, I, that's when I'm going to start getting a little bit more nervous, nervous because kind of at the bottom of the barrel as far as like talent goes. And then if we start getting like really deep into the roster, then I'm going to be really worried. Um, but overall, I think team looks solid. Good win on the road. I don't have any you know, major complaints or concerns coming out of the game. Uh, A couple nuggets that I saw that I wanted to just kind of shed some light on. Matt Stafford already has three passing touchdowns on throws over 15 yards from the line of scrimmage. Jared Goff had three all of last year total. Amazing when you have a quarterback. (laughs) So, and everyone knows, again, if you've listened to this podcast before, I liked Jared Goff, but, Mm-hmm. Obviously, the offense is noticeably different with Stafford in there. Noticeably yeah, but Nick, let's not forget the discussion that we always had as well. Coach McVay did not, you know, 
personally. Well, no, he didn't trust Jared. He just that's, he, yes, that's my. He thing. lost. My he thing. lost trust in him. And I'm not like, saying though. I'm not saying that golf would have had this type of numbers yet, right? But still, the, yeah, the connection between coach and quarterback is so important that it was quite clear that that boundary between them two was not going to happen. But to see already within two games, the Stafford McVeigh type of thing, man, it's yeah, bromance. It's only, is and real. it's only it's only going to get better, right? Like that's the exciting part. It's only going to get better. Yeah, I literally like screamed out loud the Sunday night game against the Bears when uh, Matt hit that first deep pass to Cooper Cup for the touchdown. I literally screamed. I was like, McVay never calls that play with Goff. Like I was I was excited that we got the touchdown. But my first thought, my first reaction was, oh, my God, McVay never calls that play with Goff in the game. You just you wouldn't see it because he just didn't trust him anymore to make deep passes and make the right reads. Everything was like five yards, little short crossing routes, screens, halfback screens, tight end screens. Like it just we were never going to see that play with Goff behind center. The offense was just never going to be that. So it's crazy how much one guy has has changed the look and feel of this offense. Yeah, Uh, they're they're a lot more exciting to watch. Every time the offense steps on the field, I'm like, oh, I'm. I'm legitimately excited to watch this offense right now. Yeah. They just need to get that running game established. And I, I, I legitimately, every time we get the ball on offense, I'm like, we're scoring. I don't know if it's going to be yep. a field goal or a touchdown, but we're scoring. And that's an awesome feeling to have. Uh, the other little nugget that I saw that I thought was pretty interesting. Prior to 2018, the Rams hadn't started 2-0 since 2001. Uh, I that was like my, I think my freshman year. Was that the year after they won the Super Bowl? I think so. I don't know. Close to it. Uh, so they went 16 straight years with either a one and one record or an zero and two record to start the season. But now they've gone four straight seasons undefeated for the first two weeks. So pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and we even threw in a Super Bowl appearance in there as well. Uh, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Um, don't look at the stats for the game or anything. It's not important. Um, stars, stars of the game. Uh, Cooper Cup obviously had nine catches for 163 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Matt Stafford had 278 yards for two touchdowns. Also, also through his first interception of the season. No big deal. And uh, offensive line got to give them some love too. Absolutely. They only gave up one sack and three quarterback hits. So looking good there too. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, the injury stuff, we already kind of hit on it. Daryl Henderson has a, a little bit of a, a rib issue. I haven't seen anything too much about it today and yesterday, so I really don't know if he's going to play on Sunday. I would say no because uh, rib cartilage injuries tend to be pretty painful. So I wouldn't expect him to play Sunday, but who knows? Maybe he does. Uh, And then the Lawler injury, we already kind of addressed that one. We'll see. He could play Sunday. He might not. So who knows? Um, The game against Tampa Bay. I, I knew that we were playing Tampa Bay this season, but I looked at the schedule again 
after the Colts game, and I was like, holy shit, we're playing Tampa uh, next mm-hmm. week. I didn't realize it was this early in the season. I thought it was like a little bit later in the season. And like Manny mentioned earlier, Tampa's coming off a game where they absolutely, you know, shellacked the Falcons, which most decent teams are going to do, but they made it look really easy. Uh, but we did beat them last year. I don't know if people realize that the eventual Super Bowl champion, we actually did beat them. Um, it's funny. I looked up the stats for that game earlier, and it it's, it's so funny to see that some of the names. Uh, it's only been one season, but it's so funny seeing Goff in there, Akers in there, and um, Josh Reynolds and some of the other guys. So it'll be interesting to see how this year's Rams handle them. And we're at home this time, so there is that as well. The Rams actually opened, um, for the betting people, the Rams actually opened this game as one-and-a-half-point favorites, but that happened on Sunday was the last time I saw that. We're recording on Tuesday, and the line has already shifted, and now the Rams are one-point underdogs, which is kind of crazy. But if I'm being honest, I don't think the Rams are winning this game. Whoa. I don't. Yeah. I'm kind of cool. You, you, um, do you think it's because of the momentum that maybe the Bucks are, I, I guess, kind of going through? Um, I guess you know, last year, you can probably say that when the Rams faced them on that Monday nighter, the Bucks hadn't yet found their stride. Now, mm-hmm. if you would have asked me what, 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 you know, what would have been the result if the Rams would have probably faced them towards the end of the season, I don't think we probably would have won. Um, but it's quite clear, though, man, that, that when this Bucks team can pressure you up front without blitzing and they could just score at will on offense, it's quite clear that if you don't have a high-point offense that can put points up on the board, you basically have no shot through four quarters. That is my only reason why I think somehow, some way, man, we see some Matthew Stafford magic and somehow, some way, we end up winning the game on the final drive. That's the way that I'm seeing it. Look, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense doesn't look as scary to me so far this season. And with how hot the Rams offense is, I don't think their offense is going to be – I don't think they're going to be stopped. I think their offense is going to be lighting it up. I mean, shoot, the Falcons scored 25 points on them, and the Falcons are terrible. Uh, yeah. Now, the Rams defense, that's the concern. Again, the Rams defense needs to step it up. Um I mean the defensive back situation. Uh, look, I'm not ter- I'm not terribly worried about uh, Leonard Fournette in the running game. I mean he could have a good game, but I'm not I'm not too worried about it. It's those receiving core and Gronkowski is apparently starting to play a lot better this season versus the start yeah. of last season. So he's starting to hit his stride. Now if we could have some good linebacker play to cover him, that would be great because the DBs are going to be covering these fast receivers like. Godwin, Brown, which I, I hate Brown. That guy's t- – you know, I hate Brown and Brady. I just – I really don't want Tampa Bay. You just hate Brown because he didn't work out in a Raiders uniform. Well, Come yeah. On. And he's a polish. He's a polish shit. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Antonio yeah. Brown is a terrible human being. Yep, true. I've never true. met him, but I'm going to go ahead and have an accurate I mean, just, if you <laughs> follow opinion the, on this guy. The storylines, yeah. Um, and, I uh, Yeah. I, so, I, I would say that that's probably, I think, what you and Manny are – 
I, I think it's going to be a shootout, I think is essentially what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. A lot, I think uh, there's going to be a lot we're, of We're also going to be at home, right? And I feel like those are the type of games, especially with having fans back, new stadium. Yes, we already had the opening game, but this is against the defending champions, Tom Brady, national television for sure, right? Like the most percentage of the country is, is going to have this game. I don't yeah. see where Sean McVay fumbles it here and starts being conservative all of a sudden. He knows that this is the team to beat in, in the conference, not only in the league, but in the conference, right? And if you want to make sure that you put yourself in a position to get home field, you have to win the, You have to win this game on Sunday to make sure or, give, or to give yourself a shot at that. A couple of points I wanted to make before I forget. So – while you what you mentioned right there, it triggered this memory in my head, and I should have brought it, I should have brought it up earlier, but I forgot. So, if Sean McVay gets cute in this game, I don't I don't like when he tries to get cute ever. Mm-hmm. But if he tries to do it in this game, I'm really not gonna oh, like it. He can't, uh, he can't because he, can't do he that tried to <laughs> he tried to do that against the Colts, and I don't know if you guys even remember this play, but there was like a third and one. Or it might have even been a fourth and one. I can't remember, but it was like a a yard, a short, short yardage situation, and we had been running on them pretty well, with you know, um, a lot of success. And for whatever reason, McVeigh was like, you know what, I should call here. I should call a jet sweep with Cooper Cup, and he got oh, yeah. blown up in the backfield, and I think we lost like three or four yards on the play. Five yards. Yeah. And afterwards, they asked him about it, and he's like, yeah, I hated that play. I hated that decision. And it's like, <laughs> I don't care what you think about it after the fact. Obviously, it didn't work. So, yeah, you should hate it. But if he tries to do that crap where he gets, like, super cute and he tries to show everyone how smart he is and does some of these bullshit, like, screen plays, jet sweeps, like, no, man. don't do, you, you know how to beat this team. Mm-hmm. Just play your game. Execute. Don't be trying to do like no double reverse, flea flicker, fumble ruski. Just play your game, dude. Don't try to show everyone how smart you are. We get it. You're good. All right. So I wanted to make that point. I think that's going to be a problem if he tries to do that crap again. We're lucky it didn't burn us in the Colts game. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I forgot to mention earlier, uh, this being a home game, Manny brought that up. And I wanted to say uh, two, three, three weeks ago, I was out in LA and I got to do a SoFi Stadium tour. And if you guys, uh, if you haven't had a chance to, I'm sure you probably haven't because of COVID and the thing's brand new still. If you guys want to go check out an awesome facility, an awesome stadium, I highly, highly recommend going to SoFi, not only for a game, spend 30 bucks and do the tour. You get an hour, you get to check out the whole facility, you get to go out on the field. I was actually on the field. I was in the end zones. I got to kick field goals and throw passes awesome 30 bucks totally money well spent that stadium is lit dude i'm i've never been to a ton of stadiums and i'm kind of probably i might be even more a fan of it because growing up the only the closest place i had was the coliseum and aaron will probably tell you from being at the coliseum that place is an absolute dumpster so going from seeing games at the coliseum to seeing sofi stadium holy crap that place is a palace that is amazing so if you guys get a chance i highly 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 recommend go to sofi there's not a bad seat in the house i swear 
Every seat's amazing. The Oculus is sick. Um, and and take the tour. It's super awesome. Money well spent. Um, that yeah. place. So Nick, where, when are you buying my plane ticket, my ticket to the game, and my right, hotel? right, right? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have that luxury. Like I live all the way southeast, like very, very southeast. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's worth it if you ever get a chance. Um, I had I, no idea I can, you did that. that I cannot. So I can't say yeah. the same for Hard Rock Stadium. <laughs> I've yeah. never obviously been, so I don't know. But I'll take your word for it. Aren't hey. they doing a lot of renovations to Hard Rock? Uh, they're doing oh. renovations because Formula One is coming into town. Oh. They're, and they're building the track right in front of the uh, freaking stadium. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, well hey, they're going to need hey, more I, money because they can't even get a freaking right tackle to block the quarterback. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Nick, I got to know, did you, did you really actually make a field goal or did you just like try it? I will. Uh, you just tried. The, the hesitation's telling me everything. Please tell me you recorded it. <laughs> I have it on video. <laughs> I have it on video. Yes! I will send it to the group chat, and I will. Manny can post it to our social, and Let's he can it. put it on Twitter. I'm. I. I fucking <laughs> drilled that ball, brother. Nick the leg. Nick the I leg. drilled it. Um. So yeah, if Matt Gay gets hurt, I can come in. No big deal. Um. But yeah, so. What, what my end point for that is I know we're still kind of building our fan base in LA, but man, when we start selling that place out, it's going to be awesome. I, we can have one of the best home field advantages in the league because the way they built that stadium, it's kind of like if you've ever been to an NHL game or a hockey rink where it's kind of like all the seats are usually built on top of each other. So you're kind of like sitting on top of the arena and the, the stadium is like that. The seats are like built almost like on top of each other. So one, there's no bad seat in the house. Everywhere you sit is, is an amazing seat. And two, you're like on top of the field. And if you can imagine 70,000 people, 60,000 people selling that place out and getting loud and crazy for a game, I mean, that would just be awesome. So I really hope in the next couple of years we can start building our fan base up a little bit more and we can get more rams fans out there because that stadium and the home field advantage i think we could get out of it would be awesome may i say just something real quick on that beautiful uh piece of land over there called sofi these charger fans that are season ticket holders and to and that attend these games no matter where they go out for home games it just seems like the other team whether it be the vikings the browns the cowboys Anybody else it just seems like they like the other oh, the away fans are always the ones making the most noise, no matter yeah, what that, it is, that. right? And and in all honesty, I have seen Ram games at home. I saw them against the Bears, and the Bears have a pretty good following, bro. Rams fans do such a wonderful job in making sure they try to at least attend the games, especially there. But this past Sunday, dude, like Charger fans, what the heck? like come on man it's like the most it's like it's against america's team per se right and yet the whole damn stadium was cheering for the cowboys for the majority of the damn game i'm like come on guys really yeah this is why you want to share a stadium it's ridiculous man (laughs) there's still a lot of salty san diego fans that it's like seriously like la or something (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to have one team in LA and for whatever reason the NFL decided we should definitely have two 
I don't know why they thought that was a good idea, but listen, yeah. I know why Cronky did it. He's getting that extra money. I, I well, totally yeah, no, for him, it's a great that. deal. I, I just sure. mean from the NFL perspective, it yeah. didn't make any sense to be like, yeah, you know what? LA needs two teams. Like just that doesn't, that didn't make any sense. Um, just to finish up the betting stuff for this one, the over under is 55 and a half. I'm sure that's going to go over. I am and, taking the uh, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely take the over <laughs> and then money line for the Rams. They're plus. By the way, quick uh, side note, I did actually bet last night on golf on uh, throwing two two or more uh, scores. Thankfully, he did that when the offense was actually good. So thank yeah. you, Mr. Golf. <laughs> yeah. A hey, first half that. That first half, Jared Goff was 2018. Jared Goff. If oh, you guys didn't watch. watch the game, I'm, I'm that was 2018. <laughs> Jared Goff. It looked good, so it kind of fell apart there at the end. It's, Lions are gonna Lions. Uh, so I'm kind of on record. I I don't think we're gonna win this one, Manny. It sounds like you do think we're gonna win this one. Yep. Aaron, were you kind of? I I think you said you're. You think the Rams are gonna win this one, right? Yeah, they're gonna win. Okay. They're going to win, Nick. Nick, okay. they need okay. to win this game. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say all that. Yes, yes. They I'm need to. Gonna... It's Super Bowl or bust. We talked about this in the offseason. I know yeah, we only had three, four episodes. One... We nah, talked I don't about think this. this one is. is you you have to beat the best team in the conference, the defending champions at home. No ifs or buts. Uh, that one, I, I don't necessarily. I do not like your eh, enthusiasm but, tonight, sir. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't. <laughs> think you could have a week three must win i know it's against the champs but it's week three we still haven't even played a division game yet so you know and i also I, forgot I, that you also have an extra game on the schedule because the league decided to take away a preseason game so yeah that's my bad <laughs> i mean uh losing a preseason game i don't think anyone's gonna cry about that but yeah no, but it's an extra game on these players yeah i know that's why i i was like why can't we just i mean maybe this is me being stupid because they want to make more money but don't you think for all the player safety stuff they talk about don't you think they should just give these guys an extra bye week money man like money. what's i know but it's like what would be wrong with giving teams two bye weeks in one season like you get one early in the season you get one maybe in the middle or maybe you get one in like towards the end like i don't see why you can't just give guys two bye weeks and i, I feel I like also- if, if you're gonna do all this player safety concussion whatever just give these guys an extra bye week. But. And I and I've also realized that even if you add an extra five roster spots, who's to say that the coach even trusts those last five guys to even play, <laughs> right? Because he's gonna go out there with his best starting eleven on both sides, right? So he's not gonna go ahead and say, "Oh well, if my guy gets hurt, the fifth final guy that we sign on the roster for our extra spot, he can be you know like the last guy." And no, like it's it's quite clear to me that you know. That was my thing. If you're going to do this, make sure that you get more roster spots. But who's to say that those five extra guys that you pick up are any good at all? <laughs> yes, they're they're extra bodies. That doesn't mean that they probably are any good to be out there regardless. Yeah. So I don't know. But um, I, I'm, I am worried that Tom Brady's going to light it up and have another four or five touchdown performance. Uh, I'm not worried about our run defense, but our pass defense, I don't think is quite there yet. So and also. The Bucks have a ton of weapons. Jamar or Jamar, um, Jalen Ramsey can only do so much. He can only shut down, you know, one guy at a time. So even if he shuts down Mike Evans, there's still going to be Chris Godwin. There's still going to be Gronkowski. There's still going to be Cameron Brait. 
or OJ Howard or Antonio Brown or um, I have Adam Humphreys in my head, but I don't think it's Adam Humphreys. Their white wide receiver that's their Wes Welker, whoever that guy is. Number 10. Um, yeah, whoever that guy is. So way, I, this is a game where Taylor Rapp has to show up big, man. Everyone has to because I don't yeah, know how you're like going to stop all of those guys there, in the man. passing game. Everyone has to. He is so, the young guy now back there, Nick. No more Jaquan Johnson. Um, you know, it's Ramsey on his own. He can only cover one guy, man. But Rap has to come up huge, man. Don't bite on double moves with Antonio Brown and and Godwin with his big ass body and stuff. And like, come on, man. Like, you really need to step it up and. This front, you know, four or five, like get after Brady, man. Get after the quarterback. If you can somehow create pressure without having to blitz, and we don't even have a lot of linebackers that can actually even blitz on a consecutive basis. I mean, man, we need Floyd, um, Donald, and company, man. Just, you know, blow it up. I also saw I sat here that Fox had a pretty good pass rushing game um, against the Colts, so maybe he can create s- some stuff as well. I uh, I hope I'm wrong. But I'm worried. We'll see. Uh, final thoughts. You guys have anything you wanted to talk about before we get out of here? The Raiders are 2-0. and oh. And Derek How Carr exciting. might be your MVP. Woo! Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. That uh, that that game was, was kind of crazy, just seeing how the Raiders are playing in general. That They, they look... I don't know, totally different than the Raiders teams I've been seeing the past their couple defense, years. Their defense is fine, finally playing decent, so it's pretty dang exciting. And how yeah. about them Dolphins? And how about yeah. them? The Eagles are looking good, Manning. Hey, listen, I'm going to take it game by game. We had opportunities to win on Sunday. It's quite clear that we have a rookie head coach. But I'm going to leave it at this. Deshaun Watson, Tyrod Taylor is not playing this Thursday. What does Houston do? They're starting the backup quarterback. Do we really need to say anything more on what's going on with that with that current situation? No, I don't think we do. So please, let's let's be open minded. Let's be clear. Houston, okay, is not going to start their franchise quarterback in a game where where their starter for the past two weeks is now injured. They're going ahead with the backup. We don't need to say anything more about this. You know, the uh, the third-string quarterback, which I don't know if you consider this the third-string quarterback, but I remember when Mark Bolger came in um, and lit the Raiders up, and the Raiders were actually killing it that year. <laughs> so third-string quarterbacks, sometimes they come in and they cause havoc. But, all right, I got a question, though. So fantasy football, Dak Prescott or oh, Jalen Hurts, who do I do? <laughs> Who do I start? I'm confused. Who are the Eagles playing this week? We are playing on Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the, oh yeah, they oh. are playing. The, it is the Cowboys. It is. It is the Cowboys. Yes. Yes. I would go with Dak, man. I feel like their offense is, you know, chuck it. I mean, they they did some decent amount of running against the the Chargers, but I feel like Dak is you could pencil him in for three hundred yards and like two touchdowns at least. So I, mean, I don't know. Give me seven points last week. So. Who is your other quarterback? Jalen Hurts. Um, I would go with Dak to be safest. Um, it's the first game at home for Dallas, so yeah, I would probably go with that. 
Um, yeah, that's what I I haven't been there. That's, all that's good. what I was leaning yeah, towards. That's all good. I mean, damn, we lost, we lost, you know, our leader on the line with Graham with an Achilles injury, and then we lost our right tackle, and so it's like, oh, here we go again with all these injuries, man. And I think Nick said it best, bro. If I have any more injuries happening to any of my to any of the damn freaking starters, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been. I don't know, week one and week two, there's kind yeah. of been By the way, a slew yeah. of injuries. Guys, can we please like have this quick conversation about the media, the national media and their love affair with Mac Jones? Uh, I mean, come on. I, <laughs> I'm i not going to lie. I really haven't watched any Patriots games or okay. any like highlights or no, anything. No, but it's, it's just like so the national media know. itself. I, I really don't know. Um. I haven't seen any highlights of him doing anything really bad, I don't think. So I don't think he's done anything bad, but I don't think he's done anything really great either. I think people are – that's one of he's those situations where he's replacing Tom Brady. He's going to be compared to Tom. Everything he does is going to be, you know, Tom would have done that or Tom wouldn't have done that. So I I don't know. Um, haven't really seen anything to comment intelligently on that. I will say – because I haven't said it yet, I think, on this podcast, and I do like to bring it up at least once a podcast. Tua is trash, and <laughs> if you needed any proof of that, the Dolphins themselves told you that when they benched him for Ryan Fitzpatrick and also when they tried to trade for Deshaun Watson. So just wanted to remind you guys, Tua is yeah, trash. You are going off analysis of an old man offensive coordinator who knows nothing better but to go with veterans instead of letting rookies out there commit mistakes. Okay. Chan mm-hmm. Gailey is as old as dirt. He had no business doing any types of situations that he did. And coach Brian Flores was not going to overrule him, especially in a COVID year. Now this year was different. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Miami dolphins for the last 20 years have not been able to establish an offensive line. They have traded players like Juwan James and they have traded, I forgot the guy's name that's now in Houston and all this other stuff. And so far, the first couple round picks and second round picks that they've used on offensive linemen has not panned out. I've I've said this from the get-go. You cannot you cannot decide to draft a franchise quarterback and do not and you decide not to find him a legitimate guy that could block his blind side. Okay. That's my thing. Uh the Cincinnati you know? Bengals would like a word with you on that but yes that basically there's a theme going with all these teams that are consistently bad or consistently underperform they don't invest where they should invest like the offensive line uh it is kind of crazy that when you look back at the last like 10 years which is a really long time in football years some teams some of these franchises haven't had good offensive lines at all like one season in the past 10 or 15 years like the Bengals, the Giants, the Dolphins, some of these teams, for whatever reason, they just cannot figure out by sheer luck alone. They can't even figure out how to have a decent offensive line. Kind of crazy. I don't I don't get it. Um, well, with that, I think we've done enough blabbering for for this one. It was a good time to come back. We got all three of us here. You don't want to talk about the resurgence of the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, I'm not really like worried about them. I mean, for um, me, they look way, way better than Seattle. I will say that in two weeks. Agreed. If I, if we're, if I was playing 
Like, if you told me the Rams had to play the Seahawks or the Cardinals to get into the postseason, I would probably be more concerned about the Cardinals right now. But I'm not really worried. You know my what I'm boy, saying? My boy I'm, Simmons I'm, making plays, man. I mean, yeah. They're, I just have to see it over a full season. They do look decent. I mean, they... The only reason they beat the Vikings was because their kicker missed an easy field goal. They won by one point. So I, I'm not going to sit here and crown the Arizona Cardinals our, our biggest no, threat. No. I'm not worried about them. Not right now. But, man, um, my my trust in this in this Pete Carroll Seattle team, man, after the offseason saga, I mean, damn, you lose a game like that at home. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It is concerning. <laughs> for them as a franchise or i, I guess, love it if i know for me i love it as well but man if you're a seahawk fan damn you i i hope be concerned. That, you know <laughs> russell requests a trade next year i hope he's gone dk can get mad and he can request a trade i i really don't care i i love to see that franchise burn to the ground and i know aaron is right there with me aaron your boys have a shot man and they could somehow take away at least one game out of two with kc man I know we get. We need to knock yeah, those queefs out. We need to knock them out. <laughs> uh, so, hopefully, next week we'll be coming back to you guys, and hopefully, we'll be reviewing a week three win. That would be awesome. Uh, be sure to check out our Twitter page, which is at Mob Squad Pod, because I am gonna send that video of me nailing that field goal in SoFi Stadium to Manny so he can post it to our social page. So I'll believe it when you, I see it. If you want to see a chubby, unathletic guy nail a field goal, I, I, I have it. I got the proof. I got the receipts. Come check it out. Drop a like, retweet, all of that shit. So thanks for listening as always, guys. We appreciate you guys doing so. We'll talk to you next week.